0: And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode.
1: What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent, and you are listening to The One Man Podcast.
2: Yeah!
0: My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 142 for Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? Did you have a good week? Did you guys have the best time of your lives? Well, I I think I did. Uh, I definitely was the most productive I've been in my life in the last week. I had a week. I recorded my comedy album. Uh, there is still a ton of work to do, but the recording part, the stressful part, uh, at least the seemingly most stressful part is over. And now in the coming weeks and whatnot, I'll be turning that uh, recording into, you know, an album. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm recording this at the very end of Tuesday. Uh, I wanted to have it on time for you guys. I want to keep having it on time for you guys and um, but I've had uh well, let's talk about it like uh this week i um have been going to the gym um almost every day, uh, at least exercising every single day. I have been eating i want to say better um but I'll tell you guys about that. I will tell you about my my news resolutions uh and how it's going to see if I've fallen off yet um I went out for some you know I went out for some food with some friends i uh, I did the recordings, and I'll tell you guys about that I did a couple shows after the recordings. And uh, we'll get down to it. So I recorded the last episode of the podcast on Wednesday. I was late, but it was still available on Wednesday. Not a big deal. But um, as you guys know, so a quick little recap, just in case this is your very first foray into the one-man podcast, um, I have spent the last few months, um, so some context, let's put it all together, all right? Um, those of you who've listened for a long time are well aware that I was in a long-term on again, off again relationship with uh, a woman who I loved very much. Um, and I'd be lying if I said, I, I don't still love her very much, but, um, we called it quits in the summertime and, um, you know, I've always been respectful of the, the fact that, you know, um, there's two of us involved in it. And it, despite the fact that I kind of wear my, my, uh, you know, emotions and my life on my sleeve and share all that stuff with you guys in the podcast, I've all, I've always liked to maintain that there's, there's two of us and it's not, uh, just cause I want to talk about it. It's not my decision to do that. So I'm still going to be, you know, reluctantly keeping some of that close to the chest. But the whole point of this album is that over the, the course of my time uh, in up, a lot of, a lot of my material has been based on, you know, well, let's put it this way. A lot of comics draw from their life experience. Okay. And, the life experience that I had over the last, you know, the, the vast majority of the last decade was the time I spent with um, my ex and the, the, the kids and just my experience, you know, becoming a better man, trying to take better care of myself, being a, a better partner, all sorts of different things, all the things that I learned in that time. And over the course of that, you know, that uh, I'm going to keep calling it a decade because it was almost one, it wasn't exactly, but you know. At this particular point where I'm at, I mean, splitting hairs over that shit is the least important part of my entire message. Um, I uh, I told jokes about that stuff. That's who I was. And because we were on again, off again, there'd be some times where, you know, we, our, our, our off again times weren't as many as people, you know, thought. But um, I, I never really enjoyed telling the jokes when we were apart because it just felt, you know, um, it hurt, it hurt to talk about this loving relationship that I was in, that I was not in. Right. And it was never particularly long. I would say that we weren't together. You know, I, I don't really, I didn't keep track. I didn't put pins in the calendar or anything like that. Um, and right. I never, it's funny cause I never purged the things. I know that, that one of the things, I know it's a coping thing and you're supposed to just sort of cut the other person. loose. I never did that. So I never really, you know, and I never took my heart back or anything like that. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of great, healthy things to do, but um, I, uh, I, yeah, so I don't really know how long we were apart, but it's not like we were, <clears throat> excuse me, we were never apart for a super long period of time. Anyways, um, during our breakups, um, you know, I, I don't think either one of us particularly moved on. So um, anyways, when the, when it ended this, this last time, I think that. But, um, both of us were in the position that was just like right now, neither one of us is good to be in a relationship. There's too many fears and things like that. And, um, I just, I was talking to a friend that I just said, I can't keep, you know, uh, doing these, this material about the relationship. It's, it, it kills me every time to get on stage and I'm sorry that I'm starting off the podcast guys with a low note. I need you to understand that contextually, this was the immediate thing that I was dealing with as soon as the last podcast ended. And it's been, uh, you okay. know, it, it, it has been very dominant in my last week, you know, if not the most dominant thing in my mind and which anyways, I'll get to the point. Um, when I talked to my friend, Rory Gardner, big shout out to my buddy, Rory Gardner, who this last week was actually in Los Angeles performing, um, for some of the Grammy, uh, Grammy, Grammy ceremonies. Um, and, uh. Uh, so he was super supportive. He was the one who was the 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 person who said when I told, was having breakfast with him, and I just said, "Hey, man, I, I gotta I gotta start writing again." I was doing a lot of crowd work, and I, I you know my jokes were good, but I just it sucked to tell them. I'd been telling them for a long time, and um and I was I was down on myself. I was scared that I wasn't funny anymore, and I'm like, I don't know how to write jokes. I it's been so long, and maybe I'm just not funny anymore, and maybe I put too much of myself into that relationship, and I let my my desire to be a comedian, go by the waist. Like I just had all this stuff and I was like, yeah, I gotta just, I gotta start from, from scratch. And Rory had, um, suggested he goes, well, don't throw the work away. It's a body of work, record it, do an album and then get rid of it. And then it's not erased from history. It's still there. You know, and you you can use it to put it on the, you know, satellite radio or sell albums like you have a body of work. Don't just throw away who you were for 10 years. It's a, I believe he referred to it as a milestone or like a, a timestamp of just who I was at the time. And so made perfect sense, of course, to, to make the album, to, to say, you know, goodbye to that material, if you will. And, um. You know, I didn't, I didn't spend too much time talking to, to my ex. Um, just because it was my understanding that, you know, both of us were trying to work on ourselves and, you know, be better people and all this stuff. And it, it doesn't matter when the relationship's over, it's over. Um, but anyways, it was my understanding that, um, You know, when I when I when I mentioned it to her, we were still talking at the time when I decided to do the album, and, and I said, "I hope you can make it." And she was like, "Yeah, I don't." She's like, "Oh, I'd have a really hard time missing it." You know, so I I felt I felt good about that, um, because it was stuff that we wrote together, and and despite the fact that we weren't together, you know, we were we were amicable when we you know we wanted the best for each other, so it wasn't one of those hatred things. Well, um, yeah. So again, I've spent the last few months talking, you know, still talking about the relationship and things like that, trying to get it ready for this album. And, uh, when I recorded the, the, the podcast, I went to the club to get ready for my, you know, one of the you know, it was my second show of the week, but really starting to gear the week up for the recording. Um, I, I got a message, uh, saying, I'm sorry, I won't be able to, uh, attend this weekend. And I expressed that I was disappointed and whatnot. And, uh, without going into too much detail, I, uh, I found out that, um, through conversation, um, that my ex has, uh, in fact moved on and is in, uh, a, a new relationship and has been for some time. And again, anyone who's listening, uh, close friends and things like that who know that our relationship was on again, off again. <clears throat> a, a lot of people think, um, a lot of people think that, uh, I'm, I'm, it, well, it, it crushed me. It, it, I felt like I got kicked in the stomach. Um, I've, I've never had such, I've never had words affect me physically, uh, so much in my life. And, um, wow, my energy really <laughs> dropped eh? um, it was, I found it like an hour before showtime, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I, 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 didn't feel good. I really didn't feel good. Um, it's funny because a lot of people assume that I was like in my head, I was like, oh, we're going to get back together. And I mean, I'd be, I'd be a complete, uh, I think I'd be totally lying if I said that you know that's not that was never a thought that inhabited my head um but i that's really not it because I don't wanna be in a relationship. I haven't sought anybody out since we broke up. I haven't done anything but focus on myself and you know my you know my things because I know that that any of the stuff that that existed in in our relationship would still come back into a new one i don't I don't love myself yet the way I should I don't uh I don't value myself the way I do. I still have fears that I know would manifest in other ways, you know, despite the fact that I'm a good, kind person and I'm pretty aware of my things, I, um, I'm still capable of making a lot of, of mistakes and letting my emotions get the better of me at times. It's easy to think that, a you know, a 37 year old overweight guy with no real financial or career stability would get insecure, right? I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm human. I'm human, And, uh, sorry, I'm just thinking about something else. Um, it's, you know, it's really fucked up guys. I'm just going to put this in as a little photo. I'm going to Scotland. I'm going across. I'm going overseas for the first time in my life in three weeks. And at the moment, like for the last few weeks, I'm not, I'm not the slightest bit excited about that. Like I get little moments of it, but, I'm worried about the finances of it. I'm worried about whether or not I should be doing this. Um, Yeah, it's sorry. So that's just what, you know, I'm like, I have something I should be looking forward to that should be a great distraction. And I'm just, I'm just not, it's not because that's just in general. Anyways, all I'm saying is I I really um, held on to and embraced the idea of being alone to become a better person before I decided to... Uh, present myself to someone else. There's people in my life that I'm, I'm attracted to, but I, you, you, yeah, you couldn't, (laughs) you couldn't get me to, to date anybody right now because I just know that I'm not ready to be. Um, I will be someday, but, um, I, I was really, I think I was really hurt. Um, really hurt by the fact that, um, I was so, I mean, again, you can't control other people's and I, I know guys, I know you're probably listening there going, ah, oh, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think I just felt after us being together for so long and whatnot for her to move on so quickly, it, it hurt. It made me feel, um, yeah, it made me feel shitty. I mean, I could go into it and I'm not going to waste your guys' time, but, um, it made me feel really shitty and, and undervalued. Um, just in the sense that I think some of the guys of us breaking up or that we weren't, we weren't, uh, we weren't people who were good in a relationship and I was comfortable with us parting ways based on that because I, I agreed. Um, turns out, you know, um, I'm, I'm feeling now more like, oh no, it was, it was just me. So it's nothing about personal growth or anything like that because we're already back in another relationship, um, But again, guys, like this is, this is the heartbreak talking. This is the, this is like my own shit or whatnot. So all, all I'm trying to, you know, you guys tune into this to kind of keep up with me and I appreciate that. And I, I can't really paint a good picture. Like I could, I couldn't not tell you that this happened and still paint an accurate picture of the week that I've had. Um, so I found that out and I, to be honest with you, I really wish it hadn't been that week. To have found that out because now I'm going into my recording, uh, telling jokes about the relationship, everything like that. And I am absolutely fucking uh, like, I, I, am devastated. It, honestly, it felt, it felt like I got broke up with again. It's so stupid. Uh, cause we haven't been together in six months and I've been kind of okay. Um, you know, despite the fact I'm talking about it and stuff like that, I just, again, I feel kind of abandoned, but on top of that, I'm just really kind of fucked up about the whole, like, oh, you've moved on already. Um, she was very kind. We had a conversation afterwards, but um, she never came to the shows this weekend. Um, I, I am never telling those jokes live again. You guys will all hear them on the album when it comes out, if you like. But um, for for someone who was such an important part of my life, someone who I loved so much, and the fact that, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was basically, it was all about this new guy. It's like, it wouldn't be fair to him to come to the show. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to come. So, um, all I can say about it and, and trying, I will try not to go back to the subject over the course of this podcast, um, in terms of my feelings and whatnot about it. But, um, overall just every, it's, you know, it's not just a ham hey, and another relationship. It's like ham hey, in another relationship. And I'm not going to come to the uh, recording because it might affect the new guy. And I, I get that. I'm, I'm trying to be respectful and I'm trying to see it for what it is. If things don't work out with her and him, um, I, I, my thoughts were, I'm a very sentimental person. So I would hate, it's one of those things in life where you like, you'd hate to miss the opportunity, you know, and look back and go, I wish I'd been there, you know, like I did this for somebody else. It's like, well, what do you want? You know, but whatever that's, that's life guys. We can't, we can't change uh, other people and we can't, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much you love somebody. You can't, you can't make somebody love you. And to be honest with you, I, I would never choose to make somebody love me. I would, I would hope that they, you know or anybody, right. We would all hope that they see us for who we are, that they love us for who we are. And, um, and I know it's going to hurt for a long time, but, uh, but I mean, I do know that somebody I mean, I'm, I'm not going to stop working on myself. Now here's the thing I did the show. So again, moving on from that. So, you know, all the best to you lady. I, um, I really do hope that you're happy one day. And, and, you know, despite the fact that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Despite the fact that you weren't there, I I still will wish, you know, good kind things for you and uh and all that stuff. Oh, man. So, the shows um I got to I got to talk about how it how it affected me cuz I can tell you right now, previous Josh would have been like, "Well, there's an excuse to drink and and stress or or, you know, whatever you call it, like eat your feelings or whatever the fuck it's called, you know. Um, but I didn't, I didn't. In fact, um, truth be told, I didn't eat for 48 hours. I I didn't eat anything for 48 hours. Um, after finding out, I went to my show. Uh, well, I was already at the show when I found out, but I did the show on Wednesday night and, uh, everyone's like, um, like I had a few close friends there. Um, comics who, who knew both of us and, uh, and I gotta say like, wow, the support that I got from. The comics, man. Like, I. This community will kick the shit out of you if you show weakness at times. But was I ever lucky to have some of those guys just happen to be there that night when, uh, when I found out? And I didn't go into detail. All I said is that, you know, hey, she's moved on. And, uh, and, and they, let's put it this way nobody who knows me doesn't know how much I cared about that woman. So. Um, I was lucky. I was lucky, man. A lot of people get kicked in the chest a lot harder and uh, don't have anybody there. So, uh, I was lucky. I was lucky and I'm grateful. So again, as much as the whole thing sucked, uh, it could have been worse. And I'm, I'm so, so lucky to have so many good people in my life. So thank you to everybody, uh, who's there that night. So I, uh, did my show. I even addressed it on stage that night. Luckily it was like the Wednesday night show and I was only doing like 15, 20 minutes into the show. But, uh, I started telling, uh, telling sort of the dress rehearsal jokes and I just explained to the crowd, I was just like, Hey, I just I'm telling you guys about this. I go, I just got out of a relationship, you know, at the beginning of the fall. And, um, and I just like an hour before the show found out that, uh, that she's in another relationship. So I go, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> I go, I could be halfway through a joke about the relationship and burst into tears It is not part of the joke. I just want to let you guys know that like, I'm, I'm, that's what's going on in my head right now while I tell you guys these stories. And, uh, it's so fucked up. Um, I'm just thinking of something that happened on the weekend. I'll try to remember to tell you guys. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. So I did that show. I went to my folks house, um, for, for a bit afterwards. I just, I didn't, I couldn't be alone. Um, and it's, uh, it's nice. My dad stayed up with me. I'm pretty sure it was that night. I'm actually, I'm certain it was that night. Um, my dad stayed up with me till, uh, till geez, like two or three o'clock in the morning. Um, just chatting. And I haven't, I, I haven't had a relationship chat with my dad. Um, you know, that ran deep. I don't think we've ever really talked about relationships beyond a couple of little, you know, little, little, you know, just, I don't want to say concepts, but like in terms of opening up things about relationships and stuff like that, it was a, it was a good conversation. I was really it was really nice to be able to, to talk with my dad about something like that. And, and, you know, um, my dad's had a lot of experience with relationships, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, it was good. I was like, my plan was like, when I was done the show, I was like, my gym bag was already the car. I'm like, I'm going to the gym. I'm working on me. So uh, my, my motivator was not like, go feel sorry for myself. And I mean, despite the fact that I couldn't help it, but, um, uh, um, I, uh, <laughs> I got in the car and I drove my folks house to see them briefly. And then I, uh, and I, but it was like three o'clock in the morning. So I, I was wiped by the time I was done. And, and, um, yeah. So I, I went home and I crashed and I, I actually, to be totally honest with you guys, um, it's funny that like over the course of the, the, the months that I've been leading up to this album, I've had so many nightmares about my ex. Um, and, and the God, I hope this is mildly interesting. Just, the throwing it out there but um the nightmares were always about my worth to her shockingly enough like the whole idea is like i'm cool with her not being my girlfriend but she's been like we've known each other for 25 years you know it's been a very long time that that we have known about each other and and whatnot and and you know i've carried a torch for her for 25 years that's the truth and that's I think that's the hardest thing for me because even when we weren't together for a period of time, when she was, you know, married one, I remember the day when I was young, I remember the day I was at work and I worked for, you know, a retail store and she came in and, you know, I think she was just shopping. I don't think she expected to see me there, but we were chatting just, Hey, how are you? It's you know, it's nice to see you. And I remember the day she told me that she was getting married. And I was, I was like, again, we we hadn't been together, yet, but I just remember, this, this hard feeling of like, wow, like that, that ship has sailed. And it's funny because ever since all throughout, you know, uh, high school and afterwards, uh, every woman I ever dated or considered, she was the stick to measure up to. And, um, and you know, uh, when we got back together later, I just, I felt like this was meant to be, you know? And, um, so I'm just saying it's, it's, As much as, like, I know there's plenty of efficiency, guys. I know she's not the best woman in the entire world. There's nobody, nobody's perfect. Um, but just the idea that, that, uh, she has been the woman that I've, I've, she was, she was the one who got away. And then I got her back and now she's gone. And I, I, there's been no point in my life where I felt like, um, you know, she didn't love me or she wasn't, you know, she still didn't carry a torch for me too. And when we talked the other night and she's like, yeah, like I, I think I'm over you. Um, it just, it just hurts. It hurts to feel like somebody who, who loved me. And, and uh, I tried to explain this to somebody the other day, just in conversation. get so many great people offering a an ear and trying to be there for me is, and I want to say thank you to a lot of my listeners, because a lot of you guys, friends and people like that. I mean, hey, I got onesies out there who, who've never met me face to face. I don't know your names, um, uh, but I appreciate you out there listening. But I got like my friend, Matt Jalbert, who is probably the oldest person. I don't know my friend, Sean, uh, who came with his lovely girlfriend, Megan. Um, I don't know if Sean listens, but like I've, I've got two people maybe in my life that I've known longer than her that I'm still in contact with. You know, and, and my friend Matt, like we've, we've had long, just giant gaps, same with Sean, giant gaps in our lives where we haven't been in contact with each other. But my friends from high school, a lot of people that listen, people who knew me back in my, you know, uh, my friend Mark who listens, who knew me in my future shop days and things like that. I got a lot of people in my life who didn't know Josh Williams before he knew how to be funny in an accessible way, because there was a long period of my life where I was funny sometimes and other times I was obnoxious and other times I was, you know, mean spirited. Uh, other times I was, you know, uh, inappropriate. And the thing is, I had a lot of people in my life who didn't want to be a part of my life because they just, I, they found me annoying and I don't blame them. You know, I was a guy who was trying to crack jokes all the time. I was trying to build value in myself You know, I wanted people to like me. So cracking jokes and making them laugh work, but I didn't know. It's not like it was a skill that I fucking knew what would, what would land every time. Jesus Christ. I wish I knew what would land every time now, but there was people in my life where it's the percentages are incredibly good now. I'm very happy with the percentages now, but there was a time where, you know, the lot less of them landed. And you know what? There was people, um, in my life that, that, um, didn't make me feel completely shitty about it. You know? Um, they actually accepted me and it was almost like they saw past that and that the person that I could be. And I, I'll tell you this right now, guys, she was the very first person who ever made me feel like it was okay uh, to be me. I didn't have to always be on, you know? And if I said something was inappropriate, or whatever, she would forgive me for it. Um, so again, I'm trying to move forward in this conversation, but I'm just trying to say that it's, um, I think the thing that I'm having the most trouble trying to separate and a lot of people have tried to be kind and I'm sure they're right. But right now, right now, the emotions are far outweighing the logic of it is just, um, I guess I just came to this feeling of like the person who accepted me and who's always, uh, seen me as better than I seen myself and believed in me. Um, I guess I just have this horrible feeling that they just stopped believing in me, you know? And then the fact that I was, I feel doesn't matter because it doesn't make a difference, but the fact that I'm feeling like I was so easy to get over and forget, you know, part of me, part of me was hoping that I would be a tougher act to follow. And, uh, because I know I can say this with, with confidence and with comfort that, uh, you know, she certainly is, uh, and always has been. So, um, you know, it was bound to happen sometime. I wish I hadn't, I, I wish it hadn't happened this week. But uh, yeah, it's, um it's going to hurt for a while. Anyways, like I said, the nightmares that I was having were all based on like, you know, I was hoping that we would be able to be friends one day. I didn't, I don't want to not have her in my life. Um, But at the mm-hmm. same time, I mean, she's being, she is being respectful to someone that she's seeing right now. And I don't know how comfortable I would be having the ex-boyfriend in life. I mean, I hope this guy's cool enough to realize that like we do have history and, You know, I, I believe that I can one day get to a point where her and I can be friends. I just, I I do admire her. Like I said, I'm comfortable being alone. Like I'm trying, I really am trying to work on me, you know, but uh, all I know is uh, hoping that one day, you know, I don't want to lose her from my life. She's important to me regardless, but I, I, uh, the romantic stuff is done anyway. So jumping on that, I, uh, I was definitely upset and I'm like, well, now I'm going into this weekend talking about the relationship, knowing how far, knowing you're not coming, like all these blah. so instead of just, you know eating and drinking and just doing the worst things for myself, I was like I'm turning to positive. I uh woke up Thursday morning, luckily didn't have nightmares all night. Um and uh I I went to the gym. I went to the gym with my buddy Peter. Uh we did like 2 hours at the gym. I completely destroyed my legs um (laughs) completely destroyed my legs and did like an hour in the elliptical like i i was like fuck this i'm 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 never gonna fucking i gotta do something about me i can't because i i just i i don't even know what it feels like my heart just feels like it's dead do you know what i mean like it's funny enough i was gonna make comments i was trying not to be too much of a fucking nobody wants to be around somebody who's super down but luckily again i have a lot of empathetic people in my life. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this fucking cardio hard just so that I know my heart's still in my chest. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I did the, um, I did the elliptical. I did, uh, we, we worked out hard and then, uh, Thursday evening I did the show, uh, at, uh, at absolute, I'm pretty sure. I did the show at Absolute Comedy. Um, I had a bunch of friends, so thank you to my friend uh, Fallon and all of the people from the Hard Rock Casino. They came out as a big group to support on Thursday night. It was amazing to see them. The show was fun. We all hung out afterwards and uh, and had some drinks, not too many, because again, I was like, yeah, when everybody leaves and this alcohol's in my system, I don't want to, you know. I don't want to start going down any horrible roads. So, uh, but we had a good time. Friends were here late. I was able to actually just go right to right to sleep afterwards. Like when everybody left the house, it was like, okay, pass right out and it was fine. And then Friday, Hey, Friday's another day back to the gym. Oh, as a matter of fact, on uh, Thursday, Peter came and hung out with me. Uh, in the afternoon. So yeah, it wasn't even just so much that like we went to the gym during the day. Pete came and hung out with me and and spent time. And I got to tell you, invaluable, absolutely invaluable, because it was nice to have a friend who you know was was take, help, just helping, just making sure I wasn't alone. I mean, to say he was on suicide watch would be an overstatement, but you know. Pete's a good, Pete's a fucking good dude. He's, he's keeping me motivated to go to the gym. Pete's the one who reaches out almost every week trying to get me to go to the gym. And I'm always like, ah, I got a bunch of stuff today, but you know, I made it, I made it happen two days in a row. So we, uh, we hung out Thursday, did the, uh, you know, did things with the friend. of Thursday, Friday, back to the gym, did a bunch of arm stuff and some more squats, another hour on the elliptical, just crushing it. And then uh, Simon, my roommate, uh, kindly took me to uh, El Camino for my birthday. So my birthday, of course, was the previous Sunday, but Cy and I weren't able to link up. We went to El Camino. I invited Pete to come along too. Pete came for the first time to uh, El Camino. Um, and it was great. Had uh, had a bunch of tacos, very, very authentic uh, Mexican, like very similar to the stuff that I had in LA. Of course, uh, much pricier here because it's not in every single corner. But uh, yeah, so I I ate... I mean, I guess 48 hours is a little bit of an exaggeration, but I didn't eat. Um, I, I, it was funny. I, I had eaten, I think something small Wednesday morning and I just was, was stressed about stuff. And then when I found out, I just lost my appetite altogether. So I think like Wednesday afternoon to like Friday afternoon, so maybe it was 48, I hadn't eaten anything. So, and I actually, it's funny enough. I, I filled my belly at, uh, at El Camino and it was delicious. And I was excited for that because I'll be honest with you guys. Like on Friday, I was starting to think, I was drinking water like crazy. Don't worry. I didn't, I didn't dehydrate myself, but I was trying to be aware of, you know, my, uh, I was trying to be a, a, aware of the fact that, um, you know, Hey, I'm not eating. And I was jumping on the scale. I was down to like two I'm like, Hey, look at that. I'm losing weight, but I'm like, yeah, but you can't just not eat or eat almost nothing, you know? So part of me was like, you, you got to eat food, dude. You know, I didn't feel the slightest bit hungry. I was excited for El Camino because I fucking love tacos, but, uh, I wasn't the slightest bit hungry. Like didn't, didn't get hungry once. And I'm like, this is dangerous because if I stay this level of like depressed or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm nuts. You guys know I'm fucking nuts. So I'm like, this could easily turn into an eating disorder where every day I get on the scale and look, I haven't eaten and, but I'm dropping weight and you know, and then when I finally do eat, it could blow up the other direction right a gorge or something like that, but didn't didn't happen I, I i ate and I've been eating, but I've been eating like one meal a day um and uh and it's funny enough like this the numbers as soon as I ate, I gained back like the <laughs> i gained back like the four pounds whatever something'm like two eighty nine now which is fine it's still under two ninety I still cracked it I'm still going to the gym, and who knows what. But, um, and some people are like, well, maybe it's water weight. I'm like, nope, I've been chugging water. I don't know what the fuck it was, but, uh, how much, how much muscle can you lose from your heart in, uh, in 0.4 seconds? (laughs) Um, anyways, um, so yeah, I did, uh, did the El Camino, um, in terms of my, uh, diet, I didn't cheat. I mean, again, when you don't eat, it's hard to cheat, but I still haven't uh, done any drive through. I still haven't done any fast food. So full steam ahead, guys. I'm, uh, I'm sticking with it. Um, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to stick with it. We're, we're January 28th. That's 28 days. I mean, that's something right. It's, uh, I, it's been a long time since I have got 28 days with some of that garbage, right?
2: Oh, baby.
0: So, um, the recordings did that on Friday and then Friday night, big show, two shows doing the recordings. Um, how do I describe it? Um, I didn't know what to expect. I was worried cause you never feel ready. Um, on Friday, the early show, my, uh, my friends, Izzy and Sam. So Izzy, who I work, uh, promo stuff with Sam, her boyfriend, and I've done some promo with Sam before they came to the show, which was great. It was nice to have some friends in the audience. Also my friend, uh, Lydia and her friend Jess were there for the early show. Um, not to mention, uh, that I had, uh, Josh from the uh, Honda dealership and his wife, Uh, come to the, come to the show. They were amazing. They brought me a pie. Um, now before that, you guys are just like, what? Uh, they own a company. So they live out of town. They live about, I'm going to ballpark it about 45 to an hour away, but they own a company out of town called uh, the Perth pie company. So they, they own a bakery and, uh, they actually like a, they made the trip in, all the way in to see the show, which was amazing and so kind. And I'm so grateful. Um, but they brought me a pie. How fucking amazing. is that? Now I immediately, I'm like, Oh man, now I'm just gonna live like a fat fuck walking around with a, a pie after the show. It's the like, guy, oh, your headliner. Oh, and I, and I gotta tell you, I'll tell you guys this story in a second. Um, so yeah, big thanks to Izzy, Sam, Lydia, her friend, Jess, uh, Josh and his wife. Um, they were all at the early show. Uh, super, super kind of them. um, I uh, no sorry and my and Narong of course uh, and his wife Narong my buddy from high school who also works at the the Honda dealership so like the whole Honda dealership was there. In fact, uh as soon as Josh brought me the pie all the other people who work with them were like, "Oh, you're so lucky. That's the best. They make the best pie." Like so it's great. And I had I had a slice of that with uh with uh, my folks uh, Saturday night. We didn't end up eating on Friday. It was just way too late. But um this is this is the thing I was trying to remember earlier. I was going to say it earlier and uh, I was like, I'll save it to later on. So it's really funny. I have, I have told the relationship jokes many, many times over the years during breakups. And a lot of times I'd say, you know, Hey, my ex and I I was in this relationship. and I just tell the relationship jokes. I didn't want to be on stage being like, Oh, I'm in a relationship. Cause the closer, you know, the more fake it is, the less I can sell it. You know, I, I, I'm trying to be honest on stage as much as it's jokes. I like being honest. So when we'd be on breakups, I'd, uh, I'd say, you know, Hey, my ex, whatever. But it's funny to me because I've never. This was the first time I'd ever had this after a show, and I got it from multiple people. So I don't know what the fuck was different about my delivery of these jokes. I'm serious, and I never addressed. Not once did I ever address on stage that that she has moved on. She's in another relationship. I I said it's a new it's a new decade, and uh, I spent the last one with somebody, and and you know, and that relationship is over, and um, you know, I gotta I gotta. I got to move forward. I got to, I got to try to pick up the pieces and fix myself and all these things. And I got several women, several women after the show. This has never happened to me before. And then several times in one show, uh, women came up to me and said, you should get back together with your ex. Like, we don't know what happened, but you obviously love her very much. And I was just like, that's, I go, that's really kind. She's, she's moved on. She's in another relationship. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, but, uh, like how fucked up, right? Not, not, not fucked up, but just what are the odds it's never happened once. And then as soon as, <laughs> I don't know, like I said, I don't feel like I told these jokes any differently, but there was just that when it was only that show, that show, but several. So whatever I did early show Friday, fucking somebody picked up something. So I was just like, yep, yeah, nope, sorry. Not an option. I go, that's, that's very kind and, uh, and whatnot, but anyways, so Well, that happened. And then my friend Ashley and her boyfriend were at the late show on Friday, uh, which was nice. The late show Friday was the first one I was happy with. I wasn't really happy with the recording on the first one, um, but I did enjoy uh, the late show. I felt like I got my jokes and I felt like people laughed. So I was very, very happy with that showing. Um, Saturday, I had to do a a sampling, nothing to write home about. It snowed, everything like that. I I slept in because I was up late on Friday, kind of hanging out afterwards. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a. To, you know, do your sampling and, and move on. I was like, all right, groovy. Um, but early show, um, you know, my, my, you know, my best friend in the whole world, Mika, Mika and his lovely wife, Mel were there. Um, it was great to see them. I hadn't reached out to them or anything like that. And I kind of explained to Mika sort of what was going on and, uh, and he was supportive. Um, I, I, I'm very happy with how the early show went, um, on Saturday. So I, I liked the, the Friday late show. I like the Saturday early show. Um, my friend Mark and his lovely wife, Jen, were there as well. Mark, you, Mark and, and Jen, thank you for coming. Mika Mel, thank you guys for coming. Um, we, uh, we had a good time. I, I, ch- I got to chat with, with Mark and his, uh, his friends, um, after the show, which for a bit, which was nice. And then of course, uh, you know, I don't remember my, my family came to the, to the late show. Um, my, my mom, my dad, and some of their friends came. Um, that was great. It was, uh, it was great to be supported. I did a, a joke that was just about my mom only in the show that she was there. So who knows? I, I doubt it'll make the album, but we'll see how it sounds. Maybe I can bunch it up or whatever. And that's, uh, that was the weekend guys. Uh, Saturday night, we were all there pretty late afterwards. I felt glad to have it all over with. I'm overall, I haven't heard the recordings yet, but overall, I think I'm happy. And I think I'm going to be able to cut an album out of what I, what I did, Um, it's, you know what? And if it's, if I, if I, you know, don't love it, it's not the end of the world. I, I did the jokes. I worked on it. Here's the thing, guys. I worked on a lot of material lately. And even though a lot of it was old stuff, I actually got some new jokes and there's some stuff that's funny. I found a flow over the course of the weekend of the order. The jokes should go in so that they make sense as a story. Um, I, I have never, uh, it was one of the hardest and mess, most stressful weeks of my entire life. And I was, I was heartbroken. I was scared. I was nervous. I was physically in pain because I pushed myself at the gym. I, I hadn't eaten. I, but I, I, I fucking did it, man. And I got to tell you guys that I often, I often <laughs> think little of myself, but I can tell you that, that Josh Williams 10 years ago wouldn't have been able to do what Josh Williams just did last week. I would have been angry. I would have been lashing out at people. I would have been I don't mean lashing, like I I would have been angry and resentful. And all I had to do was just, you know, kind of kind of <laughs> hold it was like yeah, if you ever break something, you're holding it together because if you leave a little slack, the pieces will just fall apart. I just to pick up my heart and hold it together all week. And just go, you know, you're not, you're not weak. My dad said something to me, which I've actually even said a few times since is the, the strongest steel goes through the hottest fires. And, uh, that was, that was a hard week, but it's over. Jesus. I thought this was gonna be a short podcast because I re- I didn't really want to talk about it, but you know what? This is a good outlet. I am staring at my wall and I'm just letting it all out. And, uh, it's not funny. It's not. And I'm sorry. It's often, it's often not guys. You want the funny, come to my fucking show, you know, where I shit on myself for, for getting old and not being able to deal with it properly. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for every one of you who's listening. You guys fucking know that. Um, still have, like I said, haven't cheated, right. It's going to the gym every day. I went, uh, I went to the gym yesterday. I did not get to the gym today. Um, I've had a lazy day of, again, productive. I've been doing a lot of stuff, productive, not fucking around. I think that's one of the great things for the heartache too, is just the whole, uh, like you feel like shit. There's options. You can, you can, you can do things that hurt yourself. You know, you can, you can eat and you can drink and you can play video games. You can do all sorts of different things that are not going to get you any closer to the person that you want to be. Or when you feel like absolute fucking garbage, you can just pick something that you know is something that you want to be every decision. That's i I'm sure I've said it to you guys before, but if you want to be somebody else, if you want to be better, every time you're faced with a decision, you just say, what would the person that I want to be do in this situation? And then you make that decision. Um, because eventually, um, we're not talking about, you know, big shit, just everything, every little choice, you know, should I order a pizza at 2am? Well, what would the person I want to be do? Absolutely not. Well, then don't do it. And if you, if you do, then you know that you're, you're, you know, blatantly going against what you want to be. Well, I don't want it that bad because I'm going against it. Um, but, uh, eventually, you know, you won't have to go, gee, what would the person I want to be do in this, in this, in this situation. Uh, it's, it's just going to be the person that you are once you build the habit of making those decisions and doing those things. And that's, that's how you become the person you want to be. You don't just kind of hope for it. And one day you wake up and as it's, you work at it and you make choices. And this week I could have made a lot of bad choices, um, to take me away from who I want to be, but I I didn't. And I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I am proud of myself. I'm not yelling it from the rooftops, but I'm just kind of, quietly, emotionally. Well, I mean, I'm broadcasting it to you guys, but I'm just kind of putting it together for myself now is I'm just, I'm just gently patting myself on the back and going, man, you could have, you could have done way worse this week. So, uh, anyways, um, I have anything else for you guys. I was happy. I had such a good time on Sunday night. I have to tell you, um, Sunday was the first show where I'm like, I'm just going to go out there. I wish I'd recorded Sunday night. It would have cost me an extra 300 bucks that I really can't afford. But Sunday, I just got to be me again. You know, there wasn't stress of the show and everything like that. And on stage, man, was I ever thinking technically like everything you say, every time you swear, if I stutter, I'm like, fuck, I stuttered in that one. Like, you know, I just, but it's more human. to to make the mistakes. I mean, the fuck, the amount of technical mistakes I make on this podcast where I plug my phone in and the notification sounds come through and everything like you guys have put up with some serious, you know, amateur fuck ups over the course of this, uh, this podcast. And again, I love you the more for it. And again, all of you out there who've known me before I was a comic, you know, who've put up with figuring out how to be funny. You know, I was saying to people, I'm like, am I, I have, I have people now who know me who, You know, and I can be a bit much, you know, I like being funny. I like saying things that other people are, you know, that aren't necessarily going to say, I don't bully anybody. I don't hurt anybody's feelings, but I like to fucking say some shit. That's a little out there, right? Just to know I'm alive. (laughs) And, uh, and people get to say things like, hey, you know, uh, my buddy Josh, you know, he's, uh, he's a funny guy, he's a comedian. And it's almost like it it's, it wipes away. It's a, just a very simple disclaimer people can use. Well, I have friends and people in my life who've had to prep people for hanging out with me like, hey, you know, he's a little outspoken, he's kind of blunt, he says some shit that's out there, might be a little, not like, like, you know, the people who've earned the right to go, oh, thank God I can just explain it away. Not to mention the fact that I've also learned how to be more accessible to people. So it's not as, as rough as it once was, but you know, um, my friends were there, you know, they were there this weekend. Meeks, I know you listen to the podcast, buddy. I really appreciate you being there. And, uh, you know, you've invested a lot of time, pal, in uh, and dealing with my fucking bullshit, man. I can't tell you how much it, uh, it means that you were there. Uh, we, we did it, buddy. <laughs> we, We made it. I mean, fuck, there's still a long road ahead, but, uh, but hopefully like, you know, it's something that not just, you know, I appreciate the support, but hopefully it's something that you can enjoy too, buddy. To know that, you know, all that, all that shit we've had to put up with (laughs) over the times, all those, all those house parties and hanging out with new groups of friends and things like that. And having to be like this, you know, my buddy's coming. He's a bit my, whatever, all those things. I hope that, uh, you know this, this weekend and doing this album and all that bullshit. Hopefully it, uh, you know, that's something we can both enjoy, you know, something we both earned. (laughs) Um, anyways, guys, I, I had so much fun on Sunday night. In fact, I, uh, I got to hang out with my, my friend, Sean, Uh, again, Sean's one of the, Sean is one of the few, you know, infinitely few people that I've actually known, uh, longer than Crystal. So, um, him and his lovely girlfriend, Megan, were their, uh, partner, whatever the, the right words to say are. And, um, and they were amazing. We sat, we chatted, we had good conversations about all sorts of different stuff. Again, they were very empathetic, uh, to the situation. And I, I appreciate the, again, I appreciate the support so much. I can't tell you, um, great people. I look forward to hanging out with them again soon. Um, yeah, so it was it was great and then I did the show and like I said it was the first show I just didn't have to worry it's not being recorded every and all the people are like oh didn't you only record on Friday and Saturday yeah but every single show Kingston Ottawa every show I have done since I decided I was going to do this album has been has been a dress rehearsal it's been serious and and everything and every show should be that way but some of them you just have fun you know and it was just it was nice to just fucking have fun so and I and I I've got lots of new material and I basically did an entire set where I didn't do any of the old material. I told myself I'm not going to do the, the the old material now. I failed that particular goal on Monday. I did a show and I did mention one of the jokes, a shorter one, but my my goal is to let that go. So I'm I'm going to try to build it rather than just fall apart and go, like, "Well, I fucked up, so let's just let it all fall apart." No, no, I am going to um I'm going to let myself make that mistake. I'm uh, I'm human. And, uh, and chalk it up to that weekend was the last time I was telling those jokes. So that bulk of work that's done today being Tuesday, I have no shows to this evening and I cannot tell you how excited I am to, you know, just have a night off, but I'm going to hit, I'm going to get back at it tomorrow night. There's a writing group going on with some comics in town. I'm going to fucking hit that up and I cannot wait to just sit down with some people who are passionate about comedy and get excited about the, the art of stand up comedy because live or die. There was two things. That have made me very happy in this world and that have made me feel like I have, I have purpose and that I can be bigger than I am. Uh, not physically, of course. But, uh, again, one of them was the love of that woman. Um, I, I've never felt so strong and capable and like I can be something. Um, and number two is stand up comedy. Um, I've never felt like what I do matters more than when I'm on stage. And when I'm on stage and I'm expressing myself and I'm making people laugh, whatever, I got to tell you, I'm, 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 I've never been more myself. I am the most myself on that stage, uh, making people laugh. So yeah, looks like we're, we're in it for the long haul fuckers. <laughs> and thank you to you onesies too. You know, like, I mean, I say onesies, but you guys are, you know, a lot of you, the vast majority of you are every week. You guys are my friends, you know? Wednesdays, wherever you are, I would love for you to be there. I had, I had an opportunity to have a good conversation with my buddy, Cam. Um, I think it was right before, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but I chatted with Cam. I don't think it was Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. I really don't think it was, uh, I think it was prior to that. So, um, yeah, Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the podcast, but it was nice to to connect with him and, and things like that. So, um, I'm I'm getting ready to, so let's just move on to, to you know, forward, onward and upwards. Um I'm booking I'm booking some um uh, some samplings. January was like a dead month, so January was all comedy, and I think maybe that was just the universe sort of going, you gotta focus on this album. So we're gonna just let you do that. Um we're not gonna fill your, your head with, with you know work and shit like that, the the promo stuff. Now the promo things I'm starting to have little things filled the calendar. It's scary, it's it's very tight right now. Um, I'm leaving for a week to go spend money in, in Scotland. Um, so, you know, it's mildly worrisome, but, uh, you know, overall there's some things to look forward to. I got to start working on my pitch for the show idea. Uh, still waiting for your guys lists for, uh, you know, your 10 things, uh, you know, cam makes, if you could send me a a top 10 meat list. So again, guys, the, what are, if you were never going to eat meat again, which is my plan. What 10 meat meals would you, you know, want to have saying goodbye? You want to have steak? Would it be fried chicken? You know, and it can be, you know, regionally specific too, right? Maybe you're like fish and chips or maybe it's Montreal smoked meat. Maybe it's a Philly cheesesteak, you know, what are some things that, you know, if you were saying goodbye forever, what is, what is some, some stuff you'd want to have? All right. Contact at one man podcast.com. I'd love to, to get your lists. Um, yeah. So, uh. I got that going on. I'll be, I'll be submitting that this week. I have some promos coming up this weekend. Um, but right now it's just, it's just keep going to the gym, keep doing good things for myself. So, you know, as much as I'd love to say, I'm going to get in the car and, uh, and go to the gym. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not, <laughs> it's too late, but, I'm going to go down to the basement. I'm going to throw on Netflix. I'm going to jump on the elliptical machine there and uh god willing I'll try to do some sit-ups or something like that. But I'm still going to get my sweat on. I'm still going to exercise. I'm going to hop in the shower and then I'm going to lay in bed and watch a documentary or something like that. But it's quarter to 11 on Thursday or sorry, Tuesday night. And uh and that's kind of it for me. Guys, my partner's at DK um I will be, uh, back to, you know, uh, my reviews and stuff like that. DK is still very much my partner. Um, I've just been on the hiatus, you know, everything is, is work on the album. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to say that for now, the album is, uh, is in the rear view. Um, I'll get those, those masters soon and I'll go through them and that's going to be excruciating listening to them and judging them. But luckily I've got some friends who said that they'll sit down with me and they'll be able to look at it more, you know objectively and, and, and hopefully, I mean, I don't know what the right one I think, but objectively is the correct one in this case, but, um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that either way. We're going to get an album made. I will let you guys know when it's available. I'll let you know what the process is as I get, you know, going on with it, but thank you to each and every one of you who came. Uh, thank you to each one of each and every one of you that, that wanted to come. You can't, you know, you're out of town or whatever it is. Um, but, but reached out and, and, gave me some love and things like that beforehand. I, I can't tell you how, how much it means to me. Um, you guys are the best. You guys are the fucking best. Um, you have a great week. All right. I will be here next week. Don't you worry. I uh, if I could get through that, there's, it's going to take a lot to knock me down. So you guys keep killing it. Uh, you know, if you get to a low place or something like that, and you're not, uh, as lucky as I am to have had people that were surrounding you, that love you, that'll listen to you, that'll be there for you, you reach out to me, you send me an email and I'll find some way to to get in touch with you and, and be there for you. Okay. Uh, nobody deserves to have their heart broken. Uh, nobody deserves to feel shitty. Uh, and if you feel alone, uh, you got a kindred spirit in me. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that, but only, only just, I don't, I don't ever want anybody to feel alone. It's funny this week. I've really, I had, you know what I've had? maybe I will maybe me show this one last little thing before I let you guys go. Every single night after the show, um, people would stay and we'd be downstairs in the pub area chatting. And I was, you know, I was trying to encourage everybody. I, I definitely was feeling lonely. So I was like, I, I, you know, I want to be surrounded by friends and stuff like that. But every single night after the show, um, you know, people have been sitting at the table, whatever. And I swear every single person, you know, that was talking would, 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 be chatting with their friends or whatever about, you know, you know, having issues in their relationship and stuff like that too. And I was just, I was, uh, you know, they were chatting with me about it and, and, you know, as like, as a group and some of it, and I just, I shared with them some of the things that I've learned over the last decade, um, things were really not good early on. And like I said, I was really a version of myself that I'm very happy to say and very confident to say that I will never be again. But you know, it's funny too. It was at one point, one woman was like, how are you this? (laughs) She's like, how are you this kind and, and empathetic and everything like that? And still single. And I just said, well, to be honest with you, uh, the last time I was single, I wasn't this way. Like I was a shithead before. You know, I thought I knew everything. I thought that everybody else was wrong and I was right. You know, maybe not to an extreme version, but that's definitely a Coles notes version that I have the answers. Me and my inexperience have all the answers of how to be in a relationship and all you have to do is love the other person. And that's, you know, but that's not the case. And, uh, it's funny because, um, there's a, there's a poet, he's a, he's a poet, he's an artist and I believe he's actually like an art teacher, um, but his name's Leo Biscaglia, and I'm I'm not quoting him directly. I'm paraphrasing what he said. It it may be a direct quote, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, Leo Biscaglia says it's funny because the number one thing that that just about every human being wants is love. They want companionship. They want love. And that's the one thing that they don't teach us how to do properly. You know, they don't teach us at all how to love, you know, but we all just assume we all want it and we all just kind of assume we're going to be good at it. So anyways, still learning guys. I'm, uh, better than I was, but I'm not quite there yet. But anyways, it was just, it was nice to, it was nice having conversations. Again, it felt like kindred spirits because a lot of people were still in relationships and, uh, but it was, it was so many different dynamics. One person was in a long-term marriage that they just had the spark is gone and, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to find a way to just end it. Um, and I was chatting with them and, and not necessarily giving advice, but just different perspectives. Somebody else was, uh, infatuated with someone who claimed to be infatuated with them too. And turns out that they, that they had been, uh, they had, uh, infidelity. Yeah. What's the, what's the word? Um, what is the, you know, not infidelity is when you cheat, but what's like, you know, unfaithful. That's the one I'm looking for. They had been unfaithful not, uh, to each other. Sorry. The person I was talking to, uh, had been with this guy who's in a relationship and, uh, and they cheated, you know, and he's like, you know, I want to be with you and I'm, I'm still with her. And, uh, and you know, he was giving her all these reasons why he couldn't break up with her right now to be with her, but she wanted to be in this woman was very nice and sweet. She's like, I've, we've been friends for years, but now it's turned a corner and we, you know, we did this and it's, you know, and I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to be with him, but he's not breaking up with his ex just yet. And, and she was, she sounded like an old me. She sounded like me at that age. She was very young in her early twenties. But I remember being in a relationship with somebody who I didn't know they were in a relationship at first. That's the thing they told me they weren't. And then it later became apparent that it, they were. And this was after this person took my virginity. So you want to talk about like a fucking anchor to, you know, somebody holding something important to you. Um, but I was constantly being told that it was ending and it was going to happen. And I just held on believing it. I would even make excuse when everyone else was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's, she's basically with both of you right now. Um, I was like, no, but here's the thing. Like, and, and I could see it all. It was exactly the same as me. And I just tried to say, look, you have a lot of date. I wish somebody had had told me. And I honestly, I wish I had had the emotional maturity at the time to realize it. But, uh, they're like, look, you're, You're, you're in a relationship with somebody who says they want to be with you, but they're not, you know, they're not leaving that other person. They've got excuses for why not. So if they want to be with you so bad, why the fuck don't they just leave and be with you? You know, they're, they're in a position where they're, they're getting both. Why would they choose? Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? So. Yeah. I mean, like I said, every night I'd have a conversation with somebody about relationship thing, different aspects, different, the, the, the thing that was going awry for some reason was different in every capacity, but each and every one of them was like, you know, like, I'm really glad I met you and I'm really glad I got to talk to you because I feel stronger. And you know what? It's like listening to uh, watching a documentary where you're like, I'm never going to buy anything in plastic ever again, you know, or you listen to a motivational speech and you're like, I'm going to be the best me forever. You know, I, I hope that, that, um, our conversations, and that was very fair. You know, it's someone's like, wow, oh, you're so smart. I'm like, no, I'm just a parrot repeating what smarter people have said. This isn't me. And this is, you know, like they say to teach us, to learn. So the more I can share with other people, it just helps reinforce it in my mind to build value myself. But, um, it was, it was, uh, it felt good to be able to sort of talk with people about relationships and, and try to honestly make other people like Every one of them was like, I feel better about myself. I was trying to build them up like you deserve better than this. You don't deserve to have somebody in your life that's going to just keep you around because they feel like they can't find something better or because they don't want to pull the trigger. It's like, you know, you're there willing to make a commitment. You're there willing to give your heart to somebody else nobody should be there holding it out. The other person's like, yeah, just wait. It's like, I'll, yeah, just, I'll take it a sec. I'll give you mine in a minute. Just hang on. Just wait, just wait, just wait, You know, I'll give you my heart, but not right now. Okay. Let's just wait. Um, so yeah. Hey onesies. If any of you are in a fucking position like that too, don't be a shithead. You're better than that. All right. There's something that keeps you coming back to this podcast every week. And it certainly isn't the fucking funny. Sometimes it is. But God damn it, this is more serious. This is more like, okay, here's the the show. And then here's the fucking bonus features, director's commentary, all the stuff that's not as exciting as watching them throw the shields and snap their fingers. Like in a, You know, well, listening to the commentary is never gonna be as exciting as watching the fucking the action on screen, but you know, it's a side cart. You want to know deeper what went into that? Well, here's the guy that went into the the comedy and every now and again, I'll try to make you laugh with my stupid thoughts, but but this week has been a, it's been, I've been i I've been a fucking crying clown behind the scenes. I'll tell you that much. So yeah, I really, part of me was like, you know what? Maybe I want to be a relationship counselor. All I know is I want to do something that matters. I still want to be a stand-up comic, but I, I worry that, you know, it might just not be the thing. I don't want to hit, I don't want to hit 60 years old. No one wants to book me anymore because my views are, you know, when everyone's busy, you know, I don't want to make a joke that's insensitive, but like, while everybody's busy, you know, marrying animals and things like that, you know, who knows how, how far we're going to go. I believe in fucking equality and, and socialism. I really do do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. But whatever shit that we're into that will blow my mind, I'm sure in my sixties or seventies, assuming I live that long. Um, you know, I want to, uh, (laughs) I want to keep working. So I know that maybe in my sixties, if I, I maybe see about in the meantime, becoming like a relationship counselor or something like that, because again, if I can try to, I just want to, I want to make people laugh. I don't want to make them cry. And if I can help people, if I can make people laugh and make them feel better at the same time, you know, be a love farmer. I don't know why those words made sense to me, but you know, I want to cultivate love in people. So if I can do that, that'd make, that that, that really make me happy. You know, if I can take two people that, that clearly love each other and they just don't know how to fucking express it, you know, it's just tools, man. We can, we can build more with tools. Um, anyways. All right. Well, you guys are amazing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it to the way, all the way to the end of this, uh, that that's, I got nothing left. I left it all on the table. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, coming to the show thank you guys for sending your well wishes. Uh, thank you guys for all of your support over the years. Uh, this is, this has been a huge week for a lot of different things and a lot of different reasons. Um, all the best to that one particular person. And, um, you know, I'll never, like I said, rather than being bitter or resentful, I'm just going to say, I wouldn't be the man I am today. If I hadn't been with, uh, you know, I assume she's not listening but you know if i hadn't been with i'll, I'll say it to her regardless if if i hadn't been with you i wouldn't be the man that i am today i wouldn't have learned how to to deal with my anger i wouldn't have learned how to uh you know how to actually like let somebody else in i had such a such a difficult time letting go of control of all situations because i was trying to protect myself from from hurt um yeah i'm uh, i'm looking forward to whatever happens uh to me next and, uh, and whatnot, but, uh, but you'll always be, um, uh, an incredibly important part of my life, uh, and who I am and, uh, and I'll always love you. So, but that goes for each and every one of you guys listening to, I love you guys too. Um, nothing but positivity. You guys have a good week, you know, don't, uh, don't take any shit and, uh, and don't settle for less. All right. You guys, I've never met a onesie that wasn't an amazing human being. And sometimes we can't see that ourselves, but don't, don't settle for less, right? You know, you're a good person. Don't, uh, don't settle. All right. I'll chat with you guys next week.
1: At the face Lies the snake And the sun In my disgrace Boiling heat Summer stench Beneath the black The sky looks still Come on Black Hole Sun, won't you come and away the Black Hole Sun, won't you come, won't you Shoes, walking, sleep. In my youth, I prayed to keep heaven, send hell away. No one sings like you anymore. Black hole, sun, won't you come? Wash away. Won't you come, won't you come? Black hole song, won't you come? Won't you the rain, black hole song? Won't you come? Won't you
2: come?